what what are we doing for this episode i don't know dude like welcome to this is and we are talking about we're just uh we're freestyling a so new year we, episode well yeah it's we're kind of recapping last year all right uh going through some of our experiences where we've been at in our ministries and then what we're looking forward to you know certain subjects we're interested in talking about and see what comes out of there and certain goals it's kind of why i had like philippians opened in uh, chapter 3 verse verse 12 because uh was talking about pressing on towards the mark uh it's always like our growth our spiritual uh growth our growing in likeness to christ like that's always our our major goal and like just to be able to see where god's hand has been in that in our lives because i'll be worried about yourself why you still be doubting you got a soul like you need to see to believe these things but you believe things that you've never seen the feelings and hopes and dreams the future emotions and gravity and sadly everything you're rejecting makes this whole life a tragedy and i got something to say i got something to say i got something to say to the world welcome to the milk and me podcast i'm andrew and i have my brothers with me lj carlos and aldo and this is a conclusion to the previous year, year 2022, and an entrance into 2023. Mm-hmm. We've already entered the year, but this is a recap, and we'd like to just go through some of the things we've experienced in our personal lives, our ministries, as a podcast, and some of the things we were aiming for or endeavoring to accomplish this year, maybe individually, personally, as a group, and as a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, although... Take the lead. All right, sure. <laughs> no, well, I, I think uh, one of the biggest things, at least for me in this podcast, is uh, last year we did a, a whole series on like the attributes of God, and then we went into to holiness and to sanctification. Um, and that to me was just a blessing to get into and like yeah, study it. You know what I mean? It. Like, because we set a goal, like these are the things we want to talk about, and it was just so good to actually study it and and learn and get to know god and even grow closer to god through his scripture um and that for me has been such a a growth and a blessing in this podcast and i know that for many i mean we've had people reach out to us and make comments or uh send us messages and, and tell us that they really like some of the episodes or it cleared up some questions or if anything brought up more questions and in turn making them want to search out and look further into uh, what scripture says about God. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the whole point here is we want to be able to break down who God is and, and what God says about certain movements. I mean, it's no secret the movement that we came out of uh, with a lot of different doctrines and a lot of uh, unbiblical teachings. Um, and then just, that's always going to be like our perspective is we're coming out of that into real uh, biblical doctrine and just now seeing the, the the effects of that like how god has furthered us each of us individually and and one thing that i always am amazed is like none of us go to the same church yeah like we all go to different churches and yet uh we're all founded on scripture mm-hmm. and we can all maybe not agree on a lot of like the secular things or like the the third things that aren't as important but like what is sound doctrine like we can come together and we can rejoice in that and that to me is just awesome yeah. you know we go to the same church oh yeah yeah <laughs> you guys do 
but apart from that, like none of <laughs> none of us do. Did did we always though? Hold on. Yeah. At one point, we all went to all the went same to... church. Well, at yeah. one point, yeah. we all went. We were all under the same organization. I'm just wondering if we were ever if there was ever th- all of us in four different churches. I don't think so, because you guys ended up together in the same. Mm-hmm. So no, there was a point because uh, you left in September. Oh, that's true. I left in October. Ah, okay. So, so you were still in assembly. Oh, there you, go. Yeah. you were at uh, your. You were in the assembly for like ten years. After. Uh, okay, don't exaggerate. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. but, and we all we all sort of left in this. Well, we all left like within that same year. I, I know that much. Us three did. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You were long gone. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think though, with the I the good go. thing with um. With everything that we went through the last year was not only the comments, but also the negative things. Mm. Um, because you will not... Uh, one thing that I've learned is you don't really know what you believe in until you're challenged. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so that helps you grow in your faith. Um, because it's... Uh, a prideful aspect is to think that you know everything. You have everything in place. You have absolutely your doctrine. You have everything in your little box, Right. Um, but when you face difficulty, you, f- you face the negative things or your challenge, that's when you know what your faith is. Mm. That's when you a- actually get to find out, am I going back to Scripture or am I still dealing with what I think is right? Mm. And, I mean, for the rest of our lives, it's always learning. It's never going to end. I mean, you're never yeah. going to see us. Um, you know, it, it could be it could be one day that we... be. That we get a doc, uh, our doctor's, you know, uh, a doctorate, a doctorate. I'm sorry, degree mm-hmm. in theological study, and even then, we're still going to be lacking so much mm-hmm. because yeah. the. I mean, it's good that if somebody, I, I would love to go that far and and do that, but it's it's always learning. I mean, you look at people like John MacArthur, who's a doctor. You look at Dr. Steve Lawson. You look at R.C. Sproul. Um, and then many others. Those are the ones that I usually focus on most of the time. But there's other people that are out there too. Um, you know, I don't know if Vadi Bakum is, yeah, as well. <laughs> and it's always continuous learning. Absolutely. It's always continuous learning. And I, you know, you know when you are challenged, it really tests your faith. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I really appreciate, um, you know, uh, about this year. Obviously, we've had those situations where it's just, there's certain situations where you can't have a conversation with somebody. Right. Um, unfortunately, they're very, you know, boxed in they've already created their mindset and this is the way it's going to be from here on forever yeah. and the famous verse that's always used at a context is that jesus is the same yesterday today and forevermore um you know and and but i that's what i go back and i, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. um and then another thing like you said aldo you have people that have been dealing with the same things that we're dealing with mm-hmm. yeah. uh people that um are still dealing with you know, secretly, they don't want to say anything, but it's always nice to be, if we can, a blessing to their lives. Absolutely. And so yeah. that that's that's one of the things that I kind of go back onto this past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, for me, just real quick, I think that touches on. I'm I'm just gonna go into Philippians chapter three verse twelve, just because, you know, it's every new year. There's always like a you know, what's your New Year's resolution or what what's your goal. You know, and the goal of our lives is, uh, has always been to grow closer to Christ and, and, and in his likeness. And I'm just going to go ahead and read 
this is the thought I had for for this episode. Uh, verse 12, uh, Philippians 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Um, let us, therefore, as many are perfect, uh, have the, this attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. Like, like for me, like just that pressing on. Um, in, in this context, it's just it's talking about again uh, pressing on towards Christ, you know, and and uh, furthering our sanctification because we are not perfect. Paul says so is himself. He's like I haven't yet obtained it, and uh, and that's something that that I want to continue to push forward in this podcast. It's like uh, really uh, push forward the the knowledge of Christ and just you know stick to the raw. Uh, word of god because that's that's one that's what saves that's the ultimate goal is to be with him for eternity and then and then two it's what's going to lead our faith as we've stated before when when there is um a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding of, of even just one verse like whole denominations come from that and like we want to avoid that so much that we just want to uh really um what's the word exegete what the scriptures say and like that's always something that is that should be our goal as christians and for sure in in this podcast yeah Mm -hmm. what about you carlos one of the things that i that i appreciate um at least in this last year because really this last year is when we really all came together with this podcast um joined together as a team as brothers as family mm-hmm. as um as meat brothers we came together <laughs> there it is <laughs> thanks there it is. <laughs> all right for a whole year i've been trying to say that on this podcast and i wasn't so, allowed yeah but... we were made fun of <laughs> we were we were made and that fun was of, the, that was the um, accusation made as, we are the uh, meat brothers <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have t-shirts come out next year and we uh <laughs> and we just ran with it you know and that's kind of the thing <laughs> that that we that you should do i mean if you're being made fun of for for teaching the the scriptures as they are intended to be taught, yeah, take it, like like what the heck, you know, like like why am I gonna get upset because somebody is 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 ridiculing me, yeah. and trying to bring me down for teaching? I mean, I we are we are in a place where before from from the church that we came from, from the place that we came from, we kind of exalted ourselves so much in our title, at least I did in my former title as, as a preacher, as a teacher. And I thought that I was so cool. I thought that I was up there. You know, I thought that it was cool that, that I was being used to like pray for people and, and go to people's homes and teach them, teach them the, the heresy that we taught. And now like that attitude that Philippians is talking about is, is that humility mm-hmm. that Christ had when he came. Like, I truly feel that now that we've stepped away from, from, from that atmosphere, from, from that place, to understanding who we are, really, when it comes to Scripture, as the wretched people that we are, 
And yet in that wretchedness, although we were enemies with God, of God, in that he still loved us enough to send his son, his son to die for us, you know, to those whom, whom he would be pleased with, you know, like that is the humility that Paul is speaking about in Philippians where Christ came in, in, in a humble state, even though he was in the form of God, Mm -hmm. he don't, he, he, he did not, um, I just had it open and I closed it. He did not, um, what's the word? You have it open. Philippians 2, 5, I think Regard himself? He did not regard himself. Um, He humbled himself and became, it's funny because most English translations will say a bondservant, but the true translation is a slave. Mm -hmm. He became a slave to God. The word doulos. The word doulos. He became a slave to God and became obedient and obedient to death and death on the cross. When, when, when someone, when someone asks me now, because I've, I've had that and, and I glorify God so much for it. And I thank God so much for it. And I praise God so much for it to where, when a podcast comes out or I share something on Facebook, we all have those. I've been trying to think of the word, um, as we were all talking, but, um, we all have those, those closet reformed who are still in those movements who, oh, yeah. and we were talking about that mm-hmm. the other day, who they won't like the episode. They will not thumbs up any of our posts. They will not share it, but they will contact us privately to say, Hey, I agree. I mean, when, when we, when I left um, the assembly, there were um, two families who at some point ended up leaving as well, but they contacted me and they were like, you know what? We agree with you. Like, Everything that you say, everything that LJ says, everything that Andrew says, everything that all the posts, we all see it. We agree with it. We're just not where you are. But we want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And and we're just in agreement with you guys. Like, that is such a blessing to know that in in a way, we know we're not alone. But to know that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many other people who are benefiting from this podcast, from what we post on Facebook. Um, Thank and, God. And, and, and we all get, at least my understanding is we all, we've all gotten those messages, you know, like I just it, get all the hate mail. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> we you secretly all direct it all towards oh, okay. you. Yeah. They're like all complaints. Hey, what are you guys the doing? Hey, contact Andrew. He's That's someone right. who started all of <laughs> That's it. That's our HR department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all, we all take, some of the heat, we all take some of the blessings. Like yeah. we mm-hmm. reap and sow together. So yeah. it's really interesting. The, the, th- the thing though is that, what, and there are times where somebody would question something that I've posted or I'll, I'll comment. You know, sometimes we send each other posts and I'll just hop on there and I'll comment. And sometimes I get questioned. I get that little anxiety when they when they question what I've commented or they say, or you're just hating, or you know, you need to allow the spirit to flow however yeah. it flows, and, and I get that little anxiety um, where I want to be able to respond correctly. So there's times where I'll take like a day or two to fully study whatever it is that that they that they question me on to respond to them. And of course, you'll get those people who, no matter what, they're just gonna be against it, yeah. and it's a sad reality. It's a sad reality when we've had those debates with some people where you just know you're never going to get anywhere with them. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the other day I was thinking about it, where Christ sends out his disciples to preach, and he says, if they don't receive you, just kick rocks, yeah. you know, dust your feet off and, and walk away. Because in those times, that, that was like a... That's like a curse. Yeah, yeah that was like, a curse. Hey, you're done. And there are times where we have to do that. We say, you know what? We're not getting anywhere. And all I can do is pray that God have mercy on your soul. And at some point that the Holy Spirit regenerate you. Because we're not getting anywhere. That's a sad truth for me to live. Yeah. It, but you have to look at it this way, though. Because I used to, I used to deal with that as well. Uh, you know, a lot of times people would start discussions or rather arguments uh because uh they have a platform mm-hmm. so they needed to save face for yeah. their organization or they needed to show that they're the ones that hey i know it all so you know i'm gonna make him look like a fool because mm-hmm. he left yeah. you know he's he's been damned already or he's a black sheep or whatever the case is and i used to think about that at first because i mean you know coming out from somewhere where your image is everything mm-hmm. you know and I'm not saying that your image is not important to a certain aspect, because I believe it is as a mm-hmm. Christian, right? right? But in that movement, your image literally is everything. Yeah. You have to do everything uh, right. Even if uh, in certain aspects, the scriptures could say something else, but if you're right with the organization, then you have the door open. Yeah, It's not the Word of God, it's the people that are in charge that give you that door, right? Man, but man's the approval. but 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 the thing that I always thought about when I would be disappointed with that, um, in that aspect is like man, like it's amazing how God reached my life because I was in it. I mean, I'm yeah. fourth generation from that movement, mm. and we we talk about all that stuff, right? But then I started thinking about. It, I was like, you know, fine, you know, they're they're probably at their churches and they're probably just bringing us up and saying, hey, there's this new thing going on, just like we used to do when mm-hmm. something would happen. Right. Hey, there's, I'm sorry, there's this new thing going on and be careful with them and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm like, the way that I think that God has given us wisdom to go about it, there's people that are on there and they'll see the, the discussions. Like you said, they're very quiet. They don't comment. They don't like. Right. And they're learning and they're picking up and they're seeing the reaction of certain leaders pastors, um, people that are in charge, and they're seeing how, I'm hoping how there can be some type of fruitful conversation, and my desire is that they see on our side at least that we're getting everything from the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not trying to go off into what I feel, my experience, and to see how 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 much eisegesis there is from where they're coming from mm-hmm. because of their training, because of their background. You know, there's a lot of leaders that they're just hard-headed just because. There's right. no biblical training. It's only, here is the doctrinal points. You stick with this. You go forward. We're in our little box. We have the mm-hmm. truth. Let's go. Yeah, and it's for a bunch need, of yeah. movements. Yeah. A bunch of movements that do that. But the thing is, is that what what changed my life was getting into the Word of God and seeing what it actually said in context. Right. <laughs> And going from there, and that's what I—that's the thing that always gave me, uh, even even if I looked bad in front of people, my hope and the thing that gave me comfort was, hey, somebody's looking at the conversation, and people are yeah going to get mad, and then you'll see other people, oh, we have you know Pharisees fighting against this, or you know, it doesn't really matter. There's always going to be people that are not pleased. They're always going to comment. 
Um, you know, but it's always just getting the word of God out there, regardless if they're going to agree with you or not, because there's people out there that are listening. Yeah. There's people out there that are hungry. There's people that are out there in different movements, similar to, similar to the ones that we came out of. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this doesn't, this doesn't fit. The Bible says this, right. but they're telling me this. Uh, the scriptures say this thing about salvation. They're telling me this about salvation. And, you know, it's like, it's to talk about it, to be able to go to the word to hope for a fruitful conversation unfortunately most of the time is not what you're not you're not going to get it right. you're not going to get that and it has to be god but at least at the end of the day you know that people are watching it uh, and i think you had mentioned it to me maybe that you know there are certain people that we know that they wait for the episodes to come out mm-hmm. and we find out later that they have watchdogs you know of <laughs> you don't say anything about it because as soon as you say something or if you you know you're you're pointed out you're you're put on the bad list, you know, and, and it's just so crazy to to see now when you look at it from this side of the spectrum. If you can't just simply follow this, yeah, what's the whole point of everything else? Uh, really, what what is it? Hmm. Is it because you had some type of experience? Okay, if you did, let's measure it up to the Word of God. Exactly, and and, and that's what I'm hoping yeah. for for people that do see it. So that's why I don't see it as a disappointment anymore. Right. If I look bad fine but if i know that what i was getting was from the scripture yeah i'm at peace with it yeah because because we i had to get so used to it's not about me looking good i mean you had you had uh, for example you had paul in prison and you had all rome on fire or i'm sorry peter i think it was peter right with uh with the whole with whole rome on fire i forgot the the emperor that was in charge then. Nero. 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 And I think it was Peter, not Paul. And he, they blamed it on the Christians. Because mm-hmm. they know? hated them. And because they hated them, because the Christians, uh, and even in, in the, the epistles of Peter, it talks about the world being burned up. Mm-hmm. You know, so he all he was doing was just preaching the word of God, and he they were being persecuted out of a lie from an emperor. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying by any means of the stretch of the imagination that you and I are facing that persecution, but I'm just give, trying to help us understand is that, hey, well, no matter what you say, yeah, there's always going to be something, some somebody that's going to want to twist it, yeah, for the for the the depressing fact that people are stuck on what they're stuck on. Yeah, haters gonna hate. <laughs> and Aner's gonna eat. Simply put, I guess. You said you said something really key there too, though. It's like because we don't invalidate, you know, people's experiences because very much so the Christian's life we have it's an experience with God, mm-hmm. but it's like does it match up with the Scripture? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. somebody can have like a very emotional moment and call it God. Yeah, you know what and, I mean. And on top of that, I, you know, try to cut you off, but mm-hmm. God intervenes. In different ways, in mm-hmm. in certain ways that we can't explain sometimes. Yeah, Be, because that that does happen, but that doesn't make it a normative. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That that's not a that's not a thing. It's you know it's like when we talk about uh, the day of Pentecost. That's not a normative. Yeah. Um. You know when we see Elijah calling fire from heaven, that's not a normative. Yeah. Uh. When you see the the sea open, that's not a normative. Right. And, and those are the things that we deal with. Is uh, that's. That's why we have the scriptures. All that happened for a reason. It pointed to Christ. Mm-hmm. Now we have the word. And even the even Paul talks about to Timothy, read the word. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, in, on my way to you, 
Stick on the word. Study yeah. the word. Yeah. It's all about the word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it it's it, that's the issue. Go like like I said. It, it does it match the word? If it doesn't, question it. Yeah. You're not questioning God. Mm-hmm. You're 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 questioning to see if it's real. You know, and that's why you have people so confused because they supposedly had some type of experience, but yet their lifestyle is not showing the fruit of of a child of God. Yeah. Um, not not that they're perfect and they're not that they're not sinning. They are, but there's no repentance in life. Mm. You know, so there's all there's all those key things. But I'm sorry, I'm, no, 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 you're good. Yeah, I was just uh, making that emphasis on that. Like, for any Christian out there, you know, uh, doesn't match up to Scripture. You know, it's. I tell people all the time, like, don't just take my word for it. You know, I'd like to think I'm, I, if I'm going into a certain subject, I've studied it well. I'd like to think that I've, I'm, I'm pretty solid on it. But I, I'll tell people, like, don't take my word for it. Look for it yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And if it matches up, then then thank God. Praise God. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make that emphasis. It's like everything that we do as, as Christians or uh, when you... hear certain claims of a preacher or a a pastor or doesn't matter from what organization like always always do your your due diligence look it up study it and if it doesn't match up well then you have your answer that it's okay to say like that person taught something wrong or that person taught something false you know or that is a false preacher Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's something that i think for uh, this year, it'd be it'd be good to explore like like actual false teachers. You know what I mean. I, I know we've mentioned them here on, on the podcast here and there, but it, it'd be cool to like dissect some of them because because some of these guys like they've got millions of people like mm-hmm. millions. Somebody pointed out like John MacArthur, who is a solid teacher. Um, on his YouTube has his subscribers still in like the hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, uh, Furtick has his followers in the millions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's crazy. You know, it's like, it really does show that people just flock towards the wrong road. Um, but yeah, I, I think like in the future, it'd be cool to, to dissect some of those guys and, and go through what they're teaching. Yeah. Yeah, that that that'd be interesting to do is some of these bigger preachers and really just kind of go into their what they're doing. But one thing that and we were talking about it is kind of going through wrong teaching in general, um, like hitting what we used to believe, um, topic by topic. Because I mean, what we what we've kind of got to realize is a lot of our audience is that apostolic apostolic. Or yeah. former apostolics, you know that that's a big part of our audience because we share the podcast, and most most of the people that we have on Facebook are either apostolics or former apostolics. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to go in there and and biblic, biblically in the beginning, in the beginning, what in the heck? I'll keep that one in. <laughs> biblically being able to expose those teachings for what they are which is false and false minimum maximum heresy Mm -hmm. you know like just complete goes against scripture like i know i know last year we talked about oneness but that is just complete heresy 
you know, telling uh, it's just, I don't, okay. Modalism. Modalism is, modalism, yeah. For, I mean, it's, it's just complete heresy. Mm-hmm. Teaching that, you know, you have to speak in tongues to show evidence of having the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, when the Bible doesn't teach it. Teaching that water baptism saves when that's not what the Bible, I mean, all of these teachings and topics need to be need to be talked about yeah um because nobody else does you know a lot of the um a lot of the teachings that go go on even in like the apostolic church when when it's like bible bible studies for those who are going to get baptized um again going to get baptized to be saved it's it's not it's very general teaching it's not very deep it's not this is scripturally all these points. It's... I still I still have mine because I had a pamphlet because when I became a deacon, I got pastor's breakdown of how to mm. lead people through the six lessons because you can't get baptized right away. Right. You got to go through six weeks right. of lessons. And I, I remember gleaning them. I still have the apostolic doctrine books. And it's like one whole lesson on tithing, one whole lesson on on obedience and holiness. It's like, you can do all of this without Christ. Mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a description of you actually being transformed by the holy living, cut above, just outside of time and space and matter, God of the universe. This is you just following some rules. Yeah. Anybody can do that. That's why anybody can go and participate in church, but not anybody is born again. There's fruit that comes from and towards God. In a born again believer, there is just performance that takes place within yeah. a denomination. So mm-hmm. if your main stipulations are perform, then it's not about being born again. It's about conforming. Right. And Christ doesn't tell us to conform from sinner to saint. It says, he, he says, die to your sin mm-hmm. and come. And, and with him lifting you out of that pile of death, now you are being by his grace and his strength and his word conformed and sanctified uh, unto Christ's likeness. Right. So, um, yeah, people uh, just find the easiest way to do something and call and it to good. call it good. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's. I am. Um, I'm very interested. I keep seeing LJ flip through the Bible and write things down. I'm kind of interested. Well, the, the well, as, <laughs> that's as, for the next episode. As, as, we're, <laughs> as we're talking, um, a scripture did come to my mind. Um, you can find it in Isaiah, but I'm going to read it from First Peter. Um, chapter 1 and it's verse 22 it says since you have in obedience to the truth purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren fervently love one another from the heart for you have been born again not of seed which is perishable but imperishable that is through the living and enduring word of God for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass the grass withers and the flowers falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. And so um, this is uh, very firm as Peter speaks to, or speaks in his epistle. Um, once again, for you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring Word of God. Once again, over and over, it's through the Word of God, mm-hmm. through the Word of God, through the Word of God. Um, Paul tells Timothy, 
that the author of the word is the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, it, it's it it's not just um, it's not just anything. You know, the, the the word is used to give us correction, to help us, to lead us, to guide us. Yeah. Um, you know, and even in one instance in uh, in one of the epistles, it's uh, the washing of the word. We are purified through the washing of the word as the church. Mm. You know, and and even Paul says that the power of the gospel is salvation. The gospel is the word of God. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that will forever stick to me is that uh, without without the gospel being preached, there's no true salvation. Mm. I mean, people can say that they have uh, an experience. And yeah, I, I understand that there's um, different countries where the, the scriptures are not permitted. And people have had, uh, you know, uh, some type of experience and they have been saved. Obviously, we know how God works. If we go to John 3, Jesus talks about it, where the wind blows. You don't know where it's coming, where it's going. Um, and I actually have it here. It's um, I'll just read it. It's NIV version. It says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from, for, for from or where it is going. Excuse me. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we understand God has people that are set to be saved. Yeah. That's going to step on people's toes because a lot of people think that your will controls God, which mm-hmm. is not the case at all. But when we understand that, this, that the Word of God is what God has set, yeah. because there's always that question, well, what about people in a third world country? Well, if we go back to Romans, how is somebody going to be saved if there's no one in to preach to them? Yeah. The gospel gets through somehow, some way. Yeah. And, and and even in our lives, where we come out from, God saved us in inside of those movements even though the gospel was not being preached there was an aspect of it or maybe a a small piece because i am of the mindset that god is has his people he has his his elected people he Mm -hmm. will save them even if they are in a weird movement let's say for example Mm -hmm. right but the gospel comes to those who god has called yeah i mean we've talked about that over and over again and people have an issue with it because they believe in decreeing and declaring and them changing the, you know, oh, well, God's not going to be able to do it because you denied God. Yeah. But the thing oh, yeah. is, is that... Asking God for permission. We, we, or... we always go back to the Word. Yeah. And it even says here that all flesh is like grass. In other words, we're like the flowers. The flowers, and even in the Psalms, I believe, they're here one day and then they fade mm-hmm. the, the other day. Yeah. The Word of the Lord stands forever. And at the end of the day, when you go to the judgment, God is going to have the word of God. Mm-hmm. We're going to stand before Christ. It's going to have the word of God to go against us. And even with all our flaws and our imperfections, our sins and our our errors and the, the stupid things that we do. Yeah. You know, we, when we just the bad decisions we make or the things that we struggle with, every single thing is going to be before the presence of God. But that's why we need Christ. We have the word of God. We need Christ. Without yeah. Christ, we cannot be saved. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people will argue, well, I don't have a good understanding of Christ at the beginning. Fine. Yeah. You don't need to have a full understanding of the Trinity. You don't have to have a full understanding of who Christ is to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you're confessing Christ, you're confessing Him as Lord. Yeah. You're confessing that you need Him, that, you know, that, that you believe in him uh, his sacrifice on the cross the yeah. gospel 
may I point to the thief on the cross? We that was like one of the yeah. Last that was episodes. a good. That was a good. You guys like, did a good job with that. Yeah, like that is always going to be like the prime example of somebody that doesn't know scripture that had nothing going for him, had no other hope. He just looked on Christ and said, "Remember me." Yeah, remember me with faith. He said no. He said no prayer. He didn't have time to get baptized. Like Andrew was saying, anybody could just do follow rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many people, all they did was just got wet. That's it. Yeah. They just got wet. They got out. And 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 and, and once again, I'm not saying that that's, that baptism is salvific. It isn't. What I'm saying is that people believed that their action would save them, and so they did it. It's the same thing like if you are in the Catholic Church. Children are baptized. There's no salvation there. There's no repentance there. There's no understanding there. It's not biblical. It's it's a tradition yeah. that's practiced in church history. That's it. And they'll even tell you, oh, well, it's it's tradition. It's, it's tradition. tradition. It's yeah. tradition. And, you know, as, as us, as Mexicans, you know, we would say it was just another excuse to make a party and yeah. get drunk and, you know, just do another yeah. pachanga. There you you go. know, and, 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 and once again, I know I'm, I, I sound so redundant, but that, that's, wanna, that's all we can do. That's all we can do is just go back to the Word of God. I yeah. just want to point out, we were talking about uh, baby baby pedo. Is that pedo baptism? Pedo baptism? Pedo baptism. Yeah. Just want to point out my Presbyterians, Reformed Presbyterians, stop baptizing your babies. Brother Josh, <laughs> I know you watch our episodes. Stop baptizing your babies. They're, they're Presbyterians. They're going to continue to <laughs> baptize their babies. <laughs> Actually, I I would I would uh, I would in essence uh, possibly even side with them on that. I, I see I see the you're off the you're off the <laughs> team. I actually I, <laughs> I actually see how uh, I see how baptism in the Old Testament is a sign of being within the covenant or within the people of God. It isn't a declaration that person actually is. Every Jew was circumcised. Um, and studying into Galatians, I'm like. I see, I see how bringing children into that same um, symbol of the covenant that you are going to raise them in that, not identifying them as saved, not identifying this as a special blessing that brings special graces necessarily into your life, but this is you um, participating in that same sort of community covenant. Uh, I can see that. So I actually, I, I have no intention to actually baptize my babies, my kids, but I absolutely see where they're coming from. And I would probably say, yeah, you might be right. However. <laughs> and, and that's a, that's the thing. is so that, that's the interesting thing that I've been studying. I lately. think we have good examples, though, with issues like that. Those are secondary issues. Yeah. So I could stay on the podcast, those, guys? Those are, no, but what, <laughs> see, what I'm, the, the thing what, is, so long as you understand the meaning of it, you know, like exactly. a lot of people think that baptizing their kids into the covenant means that, they're now in they're Christ now in and filled Christ. by the Spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the thing is if we were still stuck in the mindset that we were of, uh, we would probably have well, we would have a more argumentative stance on that. Yeah, but really, we would shut it down right away. But well, I don't like we would we wouldn't we, want to. We like, would we would create an, uh, a strong argument against it. Um, I don't be, know. Aldo wants to just shut it down. <laughs> but but that but that's the thing. I think we have good examples of yeah. people that lead. I mean, you have. Uh, John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul, they even had a, a long debate, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but yet they're both brothers in Christ. Yeah. Those are secondary issues yeah. that, you know, um, and, and that's that's the thing, that's the point of getting into the scripture in its context. Mm-hmm. If you have certain aspects 
I, I know where it's coming from as well, because I've studied into that as well. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the Protestant Reformation, um, when you had Martin Luther, he still continued to do pedo-baptism, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole history and everything. Um, but, but obviously... And, and he also believed, right, that the actual presence of he, Jesus... He continued to believe. He not, never broke not, with that. Yeah, like not in the essence that we know Christ is present with us, but more in the rather he like... He believed that the actual body and an the blood... for the communion, you yeah. mean? Yeah. was communion, mm-hmm. which obviously, if we look at it now, for me, that... I would be more strict on against of, because that's you re that's you re crucifying. That's like a blast. Uh, um, to to view it in that way is blasphemy. Yeah, because the, you the are bread in the box is not Jesus. Yeah, right. but you are not, literally saying that you're crucifying him again. Yeah, Pr- priests literally declare that they have the power to bring Christ down to re crucify him in however many places they do that every morning, and then wow. They're, they're literally saying, we have the power to take Christ, mm-hmm. bring him down by the priest's authority, to re-kill him, basically, and to spread his his body as as When, when Scripture bits. clearly states, once. Once and for all. For all. Yeah. But, but, I mean, sorry, just imagine the, the idea, like, a priest, right. a sinful priest, has the authority to huh? pull Christ off the throne. And it's funny, because whenever you go back into Every Romans... Every single Sunday? <laughs> if you go back into Romans, who's going to say... Who's gonna bring him down from heaven? Yeah, who's, you know. Yeah. But but, sorry, I didn't mean to go back into yeah. that. But you know, like I said, th- those are secondary issues that we understand. There's there's no. No, that's a first. That's a primary issue. No, no, I'm talking no, about the baptism. I'm talking about the we're back on we're back on pedobaptism. We're back on I'm talking about the pedobaptism. The non salvific pedobaptism exactly is a second. Well, I'm talking issue. the 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 uh, supper. No, that's the mass. The the, the holy mess. Of a mass, yeah, yeah. That, that that is unbiblical and it's wrong. It's, it's a, against scripture. Heresy. It's a heresy. Grandest sort. Yes, but what I meant to say was going back to the pedo yeah, baptism, yeah. right? And so, so like I said, those types, the pedo baptism issue, is really a secondary issue. And before, because we were such in in, in a box, you know, of no, this is right, this is right, this is right. We don't go to scripture, and and that's all. That's where all the problems span from. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, in my own life, where I'm dealing with, um, you know, either dealing with um, with lust or dealing with uh, temptations or dealing with things in my life, you know, before the mindset was, well, you got to pray and pray and pray and fast and pray. Yeah, you pray and fast. Fasting is not for you to ask God for something. It's to break yourself down and to... To, to know who you are before the Lord, Compared to humble to yourself. Yeah. But, you know, in my experiences, you go to the Word, and we always it, that Scripture always sticks to my mind, the, the washing of the Word. Mm. And I go to the Scripture, and I, I'm feeling those convictions, those things, either because of temptation or because of my failures, and, and through the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God. There's a cleansing that comes to your life. There's a purification. There's a renewing that God does in you it's you know those are the, those are the supernatural things because we believe in a supernatural god yeah. we believe in that that god moves and does things in our lives you know and and that's how powerful the word of god is and if we were to stick to it instead of just make a bunch of stuff up and just go back to the word we would understand and and we would stick to what the word of god is saying you know and we would have a a better path instead of people making up movements yeah in the 1800s with the 
Mormon church and the, uh, I believe it was 1885. I don't remember the yeah, date 1880s. anymore for the 1880s. It was the Mormon church. It was the Jehovah's Witness yeah. because they decided that all scripture was not being right. Yeah. And then you get into um, the 1900s where you have uh, Pentecostal Sorry, movements. I think, Mormonism, and, I think Mormonism tracks back to like 1840s, 1850s. Yeah, it's a 1800s. Jehovah's Witnesses comes in late, late early late 19th century. It's a, and then Pentecostalism comes right at the beginning of the 20th yes, century. It's, so it's all in that realm. Within like a 90-year period. Yep. The and? speaking in tongues and charismatic hyper nonsense actually all took place in the United States mm-hmm. um, within three major movements, uh, all of which have plenty of heretical ideologies and doctrines. And it's amazing. What's the reason? Got away from the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always, I, I think all three are restoration movements, right? So Mormonism, restoration movements means they have to restore the gospel because it's been lost or it's right. been diluted. Yeah. So Mormon says, you know, here's the books, the, the, the devil stole the Bible. We have to retranslate it in the New World Translation. Here's some other stuff. Here's yeah. some history. They came up with a bunch of false books, Pearl of Great Price, Doctrines and Covenants, the Book of Mormon. And then they use the Bible as like a pretend because they don't really use it. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses came in with a watchtower, and that's their god, because yeah. they must read only what comes from watchtower, or else they're bad Jehovah Witnesses. Yep. I'm excited to study the, through how to respond to Jehovah sorry, Witnesses Sorry, now. this is a side note, but the watchtower, when I hear that, it always reminds me of the eye from the Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, I just started thinking, <laughs> once you said it, like, I know what we're about to go at. Sa- the uh, eye of the Lord Sauron? of the Rings. <laughs> Sauron? Sauron? Yeah, yeah Sauron. I hear watchtower, I, and I think Justice League. Justice. Okay, nice. so we all have yeah. we all have our tendencies. We're, we're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then after that comes in uh, Pentecostalism, mm-hmm. um, born out of the desire to come near to God and expect something that hasn't been happening. And and and, and you could even trace that back to the 1800s because of the Agnes Charles Finney's the. Um, like even I forgot. I think Charles Finney was the one that was in New York, and he started preaching like this crazy stuff. Okay. And then you had um, other people that came out from there that were sect leaders. Okay. And they started making like all those um, uh, um, like tent revivals everywhere, mm-hmm. and supposedly healing people, and people ma- making their own communities. And then they started like uh, doing orgies, and like it's cra- yeah, it, that's where a lot of that stuff yeah. stems out from. Oh. A lot of that stuff stems out from so. And even in one instance, I can't remember who it was, but supposedly um, Abraham Lincoln had parents that were a type of charismatic people, yeah. and he wow. grew up hearing supposedly his parents talk in tongues. Um, so it's very interesting to, to see how fast... It all stems back. It, yeah. it, it all stems back, and, and but in that's an where they had... To bring- Exactly. The gospel back. We have to restore it because yeah. we're the only ones that have the revelation the truth. of who yeah. God is. I wanted to just say something real quick. Um, just as a reference, we, I don't know if we'll get back into this. We, uh, we were talking about several things, and I think it'd just be good just to point to it real quick. Uh, Ephesians 2, 1 to 4. Well, it's really 1 to 3, but just reference 4. It says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature 
children of wrath, and even as the rest. But God, and we know where this goes, this goes into Ephesians 2, 7, 8, 9, 10, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, um, this, this section shows that we truly were all dead in our sins and trespasses. There's this idea that you can crawl out of death into life all by yourself. And that's a teaching that we see in Arminian preaching. And what I mean by Arminian is when people think that God kind of just makes an offer, leaves a plate of food out for you, you're dead, but you're, you can kind of like crawl your dead spiritual self into that plate and eat the food and come alive. It's like God, you know, just offers something and just kind of just affects some situations to give you a choice. And you have the complete uh, sovereign control over your acceptation of that or your rejection of it. And God is not working in your heart to subdue your will necessarily. He's always leaving you with the freedom to reject him and to successfully do so, even if he has purpose to save you. So the idea of God actually purposing to save a people, a specific people, is annihilated in the idea of Arminianism. Because for Arminians, there is no specific people. So Abraham was kind of just like luck of the draw, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like Paul was a luck of the draw. You know, all these individuals, Lydia, who heard the gospel and God opened her heart so she can understand and enabled her and gave her the ability to repent. Like all of that was just kind of specific accidental lucks of the draw. And we have to speak this way to kind of give a little bit of sarcasm to say like, hey, what was God doing? Was he trying to just kind of thunderbolt everybody and just hit Paul? Like, what was God doing? Like, did he really just like throw a big, like a, a big kind of like big insight of revelation into the whole camp of Abraham where he was in Chaldees and the land of Ur, uh, Ur of the Chaldees. And then Abraham of all the people within that pagan nation with all their idols and idolatry just happened to like just yeah. get the revelation out of all the possibilities or did God really call him? I mean, did God really say in Genesis to Abraham, your people, you know, you're going to have nations that come out of you and your, your heritage, your people will be slaves for 400 years and I will, by mighty signs and wonders, rescue them out? Like, did God really, like, specifically call Abraham and tell him before he even had Isaac that your, your, your seed and your people, nation that comes from you, will actually be enslaved for this many hundreds of years, and I will, with powerful signs and wonders, subdue them and show my power, mm -hmm. and I will bring them out. Like, did God really purpose the specific outcomes of every single thing? Scripture says yes. It says it so well that it speaks ahead of time. I speak before things that haven't even come yet. Like, I... I do this. Like God is always saying that about himself. And he speaks the entirety of Christ's life, yeah. death, and resurrection, the glorification of Christ, the accomplishment of the church. Arminianism teaches, and eh, it could be a secondary issue, it is. But I think it's important enough, like, hey, Arminianism teaches that, you know, God can't and won't if you stomp your feet, cross your arms, and say no. Mm -hmm. But we just see God's sovereign rule over these things. We see it in the scripture, Old yeah. Testament. New Testament, we see it in Genesis chapter 3, where God describes in very shadowy terms the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I mean, we see that, yeah. and it's fulfilled. So when people think, I have sovereignty, God cannot do if I say no. We're putting ourselves above God, and that defines God differently, defines man differently. From that comes a theology 
that makes people think that if they declare something with a loud voice and a desirous heart, God has no choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. If they say you're healed and you aren't healed, it's because you didn't heal yourself through faith. Mm-hmm. Now you're the problem. And God's just kind of like at the beck and call of faithful, like consistent Christians. God is not our waiter. Yeah. He humbly serves our lives through mercy and providence. He's not at our beck and call. He yeah. leads us to call on him. It's him who breaks us, leads us to pray and apologize and intercede and ask and request supplication. Like he's the one that works that in. No sinner, even as a Christian, no sinner bends their knees and says, I knew you heard me because that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's not the mind state of a praying person. The mind state is, oh God, mm-hmm. hear me, forgive me, clean me. So there there has to be that, that repentance, confession, adoration, supplication, acts in prayer. There has to be that aspect to it. Um, so we see, we see theology teaching whole masses of people, people we love and care about. Like you can power God like a, like a lightning rod, like you, yeah. you're in control of him. Just be faithful enough, and then whatever you say will come to pass. God's a genie at that point, and that's what it is. So people are working so hard to be perfect enough, and they need the approval, and they seek the approval of the people they love and trust: pastors, um, deacons, the clergy, church. And when they feel like they have enough approval, then the altar becomes your wielding ground, where you just you move the spirit with your hands, with your words, with the music. Because when you start beating that drum harder or you start playing the right chords, the spirit's going to move. And you have some part in moving the spirit. The crowd has some part in bringing the spirit by praying louder. So we truly are taught that we control God. And they won't say it. But that's right. what it is. And then you when have they those say, yeah. old things when the praises go up, the God things come down. Come down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. we are in control. And that's why that's why I think we're going to continue to get some opposition. That's fine. But I think what uh, what I'd like to just kind of comfortably discuss with you guys is what are we willing to talk about? Um, what do we think we're going to plan to do this year? Because how are we going to handle this? Because I don't, I don't think I can ever... Um, remove myself from the fact that I came out of an apostolic Pentecostal assembly. Uh, I love the people. Some of them I don't like because of how they show their colors uh, after I left. Uh, but I love the people. Like I, I love my former pastor. I love the ministers. I, I love them. Um, I care about their salvation. I'm concerned that they don't know God, uh, some of them. And I'm concerned that some of them are locked up in a belief about God that isn't proper. It isn't biblical. And it right. it colors their life in an unhealthy, proud, and anxious way, even if they don't see it yet. And it causes them to reject fellow believers as well. Yeah. Because point they don't... At, point at everyone saying they're not in the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's so damaging. Like, ever since coming out, and, I mean, I, I go to a Reformed church, um, it's like the doors have been opened to, like, talk to other Christians and, mm-hmm. like, not dismiss them because of how they look. Yeah. And I always pointed out, like, my pastor has dreadlocks. He's a solid biblical teacher, but he's got dreadlocks. And it's, it's I, I bring it up because, again, in our in, in the assembly, it's like, 
you have to have, you know, your hair cut a certain way. You can't have a beard. You can't have this. You can't have that. The women have to wear this and that. And it's like that discounts a lot of people from even trying to even saying that they're they're Christian. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't know how to separate myself from that either. Like, I don't think we should. Well, yeah. uh, here's the thing. It, the healthy thing is that's always going to stick with us forever. Right. Because if we don't know where we come from, I mean, it, it, just take it this way. It's like a sinner that was saved by grace. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't remember where he comes from, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that that's, I, I thank God for where I come from. And I thank yeah. God that, uh, like Andrew said, there was, <clears throat> there was a specific amount of the gospel yeah. that was preached yeah. at least. Uh, it, it wasn't. It, it was not anywhere near mm-hmm. of what I understand the true gospel to be. Right. But it, it was the means that God used in order f- for me to understand uh, how Christ died for me. And, and that's the thing is that I, even though I'm unworthy of everything, right? I in, and I have salvation. Yeah. It's not because of me. I mean, I, I grew up denying everything that we talk about. Yeah. I grew up That's making crazy. my own ice of Jesus. Yeah. I stood behind a pope in that organization and I made I've made preachings of oneness. I, I've made I mean I did I did everything that I possibly could to stand for the organization because that's right. what I truly believed. And then God came and gave me understanding, not because of anything that I am. Right. But when I go when I when I come to a point in my life and I say, you know what, am I following the word of God? I understood that I wasn't following it. Yeah. I was following more of a creation uh, that man had made in order to hold up a, a specific doctrine made of pieces here and there formed into points. And, and here you go. This is the box. This is what you stay in. And that's the thing is, we're always going to remember those things. We love the people. Right. We have our families there. You know, whatever ties that we have, it, it's the issue is not about the people themselves. The issue is about the doctrine. Yeah. Right. Paul, he always he always went against bad doctrine, false doctrine. Yeah. I mean, we look in, in, into the even Jesus Christ himself, be careful of those. They're going to say, well, Jesus is here. Well, come over here. Or I'm the Christ. And mm-hmm. I'm, that's, that's the equivalent of what we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah, you have those crazy people that believe that they're Jesus incarnate. Right. But even, even further than that, you have people that are bringing doctrines and saying that Christ is here. Yeah. Or I'm the Christ. And that's what it means. So I don't think we can ever forget that because if yeah. I think for us, if we forget that, we will no longer search the scriptures. We will no longer have that zeal in us yeah. Yeah. because you have to have that zeal in order for you to go forward. And it's not, yeah. a, not a pride thing. It's not an anger. You know, whenever Andrew has to deal with a lot of the comments, I've dealt with it before when I, I, whenever I first left. It was, I mean... Comment after comment after comment, people putting in their own words and expecting that the old practice of just do what I say yeah. was going to work, and that no longer works. No, when you go into the scripture, the do what I say thing has no power over you yeah. anymore mm-hmm. because you are now going to the Lord who has given His word. You do what He. You're says. doing what He's saying, mm-hmm. and, and you're not taking scriptures out of context. I mean, when I understood where I was at in my life and how much I took scriptures out of context, how much I would cherry pick the word of God so that way it could fit the narrative in which I right. was at 
I was doing it genuinely. I was doing it with a what I thought it was a, a zeal, a true zeal. Until later, it was just my pride. Yeah. Because there is the true biblical zeal doesn't come if there's no biblical practice. Mm-hmm. You can't have a true zeal for it. You can be mad about. You can stand. I mean, you could have people that are uh, Catholic religion, uh, and they'll stand for their traditions. In Spanish, we call it a uh, hueso colorado or yeah. a a bone red, yeah. which means to that to down, to yeah. to down to the bone marrow, yeah. you're gonna be that thing. Yeah. And and no matter what people will tell you, and and it's the work of the Holy Spirit that comes into my life, changes my mind, yeah. renews my mind. Gives me understanding of the Word of God, even though at the beginning it's hard to kind of accept, because you're like, I've known this thing for mm-hmm. 30 years, yeah, and now I'm looking at the Word of God, and He has illuminated the Scripture, yeah, to say, wow, this is what it really means. So I don't think you can ever get away from that, yeah. and I don't think we should ever get away from that, because if we ever do, uh. How can we be a blessing to somebody else? Yeah, and and I can think so of some examples like, uh, I mean, Paul himself, like he says, I was like a Jew of Jews. Oh, like yeah. he, 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 he even he didn't like separate himself, but he pointed out like, this is what I used to believe, and it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm, I hope I don't butcher his name. Do you guys know who Nabil Qureshi is? Yeah, yeah. Like his whole ministry while while he was alive was. Like he was reaching out to Muslims because mm-hmm. he came out of being a Muslim. Mm-hmm. So he readily knew, like he he knew, he, he, he spoke the Quran to them to to show them like how false it is. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think we can ever or should we separate. Now we have to obviously like handle it with care, yeah. you know, to be careful not to to be bashing somebody because then we'll have the opposite effect mm-hmm. and that's not what we want that's not what we want on this podcast it's not what we want in our in our, in our lives and yeah. our relationships with these people um but yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely yeah, we, and even paul was very strict i mean he's like all the things that i have gained to me it's just in, in just rubbish, paraphrasing rubbish. It, it's rubbish it's yeah trash. I mean, mm-hmm. in, and in Spanish, in, in, comp- yeah. in Spanish, it even uses the word stiércol, yeah. which is uh, manure. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, in some versions, it even goes as far as that mm-hmm. to say everything that he did, obviously there was a purpose. He knew the law, mm-hmm. but all of his practices, all of his self-righteousness, everything was all rubbish. It was manure to what he was trying or what he thought was, was his righteousness. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, we... We, I remember one time I posted that uh, that scripture. I just posted the verse on Facebook. Oh man, I got some backlash for it, <laughs> you know. But that that's the thing is, it's not so much caring about it, mm-hmm. and it's not so much that we're we're uh, we have feelings. But I always think to the first church of how much they went through just to stand for the gospel. They went yeah. through death, persecution. I'm like. And am I really going to get angry mm-hmm. because somebody's disagreeing with me? Now, obviously, you have those people that are trolls. Right. You know, you have the, we have the ability, and we are, because we are human, we have the ability just to say, hey, you know, I, I can't go anywhere with this. God bless you. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is that, you know, starting from the scripture that you started with, we're not saying that we have it all together. Right. I mean, I, I am continually learning. Amen There's that. things that I, I mean, that I don't understand fully, 
And I'm not going to say that I do. But I think the most important thing that we can do in this life is we must have a grasp, a firm hold on what is the biblical gospel. And as long as we continue the, the gospel every single day, Every single day, we're reminded about the gospel. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're the milk and meat podcast. We talked about the milk and the meat. Doesn't mean that their scripture is more deeper than others. No, it just means that they're, it's all the same scripture, and God allows us to starting to to take it in according to how the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. leads us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the uh, what was it? The Hebrews, whoever the Hebrews were, they were rebuked because they should have been able to manage the meat. They were supposed yeah. to be able to manage some of the be more teachers. advanced stuff. Yeah. They were supposed to be under... He was supposed to teach them... Man, I would have loved to see more. I, I guess like through enough scripture, you already see it. But I wanted to see more about how he fulfills, Christ fulfills the order of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. And Paul kind of leaves... Or, sorry. It wasn't definitely Paul. <laughs> you know, there's some reformers or some old theologians. I've done too. I've... They, they, some of them think it's Paul. Some of them think it's not. Some of them think it's Peter. They're like, oh, this is definitely James. And I'm like, wow, like... There's some because they got the new commentary and it gives a breakdown of Hebrews and James. Yeah, and it gives a piece of each of those theologians on their commentary on these specific verses all throughout the the two books, and you can see how some of them are like, "Oh, this was definitely Paul," and some other people are like, "Oh, this couldn't be Paul. It's stupid to think that." I'm like, "Wow," <laughs> so side issues there. Yeah, but just it's goes interesting. To show the church, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting to see like he rebuked him like. Like, I can't even go into this. He started saying, like, you know, how Christ fulfills the order of Melchizedek. And he's like, but I can't even teach you this. And it's kind of like he, whoever that writer is, he leaves us hanging. Because yeah. we're like, mm, you guys should have had your stuff together. Because <laughs> I would have liked to hear more about that. But it's okay. Uh, in glory, we'll, we'll, we'll know and see the fullness of all that. Um, like you said in uh, Philippians 3, 8 to 11. I love this because this this is so clear. Um, more... Uh, 8 to 11. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, Mm -hmm. the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. It's really, really clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd really have to take all that out and redefine terms in order to come to any other conclusion than the fact that Paul deems even his law keeping all of it as rubbish like not useful no purpose of trying to enter that into the hands of god saying is this enough he knows it's not um when when we come across these teachings i think the thing that i want to study well i am studying and i'm going to continue i have several uh volumes on justification um sanctification some some that break down james and paul uh some that break down the doctrine in general i think galatians as i've been studying with sproul's commentary it's been incredibly insightful and it's been a reminder that if we just read galatians i mean even chapter four and uh yeah chapter four and five i mean read the whole thing it's it's six chap six chapters it's six chapters it's six short chapters read read it and it's amazing to see how did i ever get through the new testament the amount of times that i did while in the assembly 
And I didn't come to these conclusions. Like I read the New Testament multiple times, even when I was in the assembly. I don't know what I was stuck in. I don't know if I was stuck in Acts chapter two the whole time. I don't know. Like now I look at it, I fell in love with the Psalms. I fell in love with Proverbs. I fell in love with reading into the history. And I read the New Testament multiple times. But I'm wondering now, like, did I just read it, but I focused on the miracles and the healings? Because there were so many sermons preached on lay your hands, they'll heal. And we always did that. Like what a church practices basically shows what they're always aiming at. And they're always aiming at a miracle. They're always aiming at a healing. Practical Christianity. This is the life of a Christian. We're supposed to be able to act on our faith. I mean, is every conversation trying to find out if someone's sick so we can heal them with our prayers? Like, is there not really working through the Christian characteristics within relationships, marriage, work, finances? Like, isn't that practical Christianity? Be Christ-like and God-aiming in every area of life? I think we have a responsibility to let people know, hey, this is what Christianity is. It's actually the practice of following God. And it's, it's you know, it's it's for believers. It's for those that are born again. It's, it's supposed to be evangelistic in nature. Um, but you can't evangelize for people to let loose and let it all go and blame the spirit. You just can't evangelize that. Um, so I, I think it's important that we kind of find the right doctrines to talk about in this coming year. And break them down maybe one episode at a time. I don't know which ones. I know which ones are major, but I think that will be like, hey, this is what we've experienced in our Yuma flavor, if you want to identify in the city. <laughs> this is what we've experienced in our Yuma flavor of an apostolic um, faith in this aspect. Because right. I think there's different flavors in different cities. Yeah. There's um most there's definitely. different there's different churches well, which it have certain on the limits. There. Yeah. It and on I mean the even now cultural. among even now among the sister churches, you could say, some churches are <laughs> legalizing mm-hmm. wedding rings. Yeah. That's that's been a big one. But that's that's not to say that's not to say, hey, we as the church were wrong. That's to say, fine, we'll give you this one, just stay. There there's and it's, there's what you'll see isn't that do it to stay, it's more like come as you are. And and it it's aren't f- they letting their current members to begin putting on rings? Yeah. But because come as you are, we're okay with this. Now, there are some churches within the assembly that are breaking down the legalistic part of their belief. Mm-hmm. However, they're sticking to the heretical doctrines, yeah. right? So, and you'll see you'll you'll see that mixing pot yeah, here in Yuma, where you have a church where it it's uh, and again, I'm not bashing them. I, I actually love them. Um, and, and I love the pastor and his wife, but it's filled with mostly backsliders. His, you okay. know, because so because they've been shunned by the church for previous sins or whatever it is, or they walked away from church because they wanted to live their life however they wanted, and now they've come to the realization that that they want Christ, mm-hmm. right? So they it's it's mostly made up of people like that. Um, however, it, they're received. In a in a way of of we're not gonna judge you for wearing for women wearing pants or makeup, we're not gonna judge you for having a ring. Um, the pastors are still very, uh, very, how do you say it? Um, traditional. Yeah. In in their ways, 
but they're but they're willing to accept that you know i i in a way i love that because they're breaking down the the, the barrier that legalistic barrier um and really focusing on, on on christ however there's still that opposite side of false doctrine and false way false ways of going about it mm-hmm. you know false ways of 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 teaching uh, uh, of teaching scripture, of teaching prayer, of tongues, miracles, miracle signs, wonders, um, is still very evident in most apostolic churches, if not all of them. Because I be worried about your soul, why you still be doubting you got a soul? Like you need to see to believe these things, but you believe things that you've never seen, like feelings and hopes and dreams, the future emotions and gravity.